Ten years ago this week, I was in the gym. I believe I was on a bicep machine. And I came up with an idea. What if we took the conversations my buddy Luke and I had texting during the week and on Sunday mornings during NFL season and turn that into a podcast. And on September 21st, 2010, we announced a spinoff of Teeing It Up called The Sunday Sprint. It premiered on September 26th, 2010, which makes yesterday, September 26th, 2020, the 10-year anniversary of Teeing It Up Presents the Sunday Sprint. So it is my honor and my pleasure and my crazy joy to be able to say from the studios of Teeing It Up in the swamps of Jersey and Charleston, South Carolina, this is Teeing It Up Presents the Sunday Sprint for September 27th, 2020. And 10 years, Luke, we've been doing this thing for 10 years. Welcome to the show this morning, Mr. Morrow. Thank you. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, it's, uh, it's hard to imagine. I mean, I, I got to be honest, it's been a pretty quick 10 years. Um, so I had a lot of football talk. And uh, we, we sit here today and, uh, you know, our teams are probably in no better position than they were 10 years ago. In fact, we're soft. So it's been, uh, it's been a great 10 years. I was about to say, the Jets are exactly the same. They're just inept. Just completely inept. Um, Luke, of course... Luke, of course, is the host of the Morrow Midday Show on ESPN 98.9 Charleston, charlestonsportsradio.com. You can hear me on that show every Wednesday at 1 p.m. presented by Pro Green Synthetic Turf Systems of Charleston on Daniel Island, uh, uh, building a facility in Charleston, uh, talking golf on that show every Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. How was that, Luke? Am I ready for the live read? We're getting there, for sure. Uh, okay. We'll work on it, and then when you think I'm ready, just give me the piece of paper, and I'll happily do it. Um, you get it. We are going to start with our two inept football teams, and, and let's start with the Vikings here. They face the Titans today. What is wrong with Minnesota? Take us inside the locker room, Luke. What's happening here? Why have the Vikings gotten off to such a bad start? Well, I mean, this is only supposed to be a 15-minute show. Uh, we go all day talking about what's wrong with this team. Um, you know, the, the two main things I would say, well, first, the overarching, the overarching theme, you know, we've talked all offseason, we heard people talk about continuity, and I think that's the biggest issue for the Vikings, that they, they're struggling in the areas where they don't have that continuity. New offensive coordinator, and Kirk Cousins has gotten off to a slow start again, uh, much like he did a year ago. New, entirely new secondary, they've been atrocious, and some new pieces on the offensive line, and they've been decent. They, they haven't been the biggest concern, but they haven't been great. Um, so, you know, maybe you lose Stephon Diggs, and there really hasn't been a second wide receiver behind Thielen, so uh, the Vi- and now this week, you head into this week, and the Vikings are even more depleted. Uh, Anthony Barr's now out for the year, Daniel Hunter has been out this season, those are two of their best uh, defensive players. They're down as bad as that secondary is, as bad as the defensive backs are, they're down two of those corners today. They ran out of linebackers last week, they had to go out and sign some guy during the week, they didn't have enough linebackers by the end of last Sunday's game. So they've had all sorts of issues on defense, and they haven't played complimentary football. Week one, the defense was terrible. Week two, the defense actually played pretty bad, uh, pretty well, and the offense was was miserable. Uh, so they just got to piece together a game, and they got to do it today in a must-win scenario. But 
trying to do so against a 2-0 Titans team that's coming to town. And I think the Titans match up pretty well with Minnesota. So I, I don't know if Vikings will be able to get right today. Um, you, you may have heard of this thing called the United States Golf uh, – sorry, the United States Open Golf Championship. It was the 120th edition last week. Yeah. I was watching that, which means I avoided having to watch the Jets. But from what I could glean, they stink offensively and defensively. And you wonder how long Adam Gase will be there. This is not the GM who hired him. And you wonder what you look at when you're trying to evaluate Sam Darnold. Because he's got no weapons. Mims is still out. Now Crowder's out this week. Perriman's out this week. Chris Hogan and Chris Herndon are your basically your two wideouts. You're working with a old backfield of Frank Gore. I just don't see where this team... Oh, and you lose Jamal Adams, who's the heart and soul of your defense. It, it just made no sense to me. None of this has made any sense to me uh, from, from the beginning as to why the Jets had hope for this year. And I get emails from the team trying to promote the positive and I'm like what positive is there Luke and I don't care what Philip Rivers has done so far um to me this line of 11 and a half is a joke it should be about 15 and a half this is going to be a blowout today and it won't be even close <laughs> wow um yeah you covered it all I'm still scared off by the big number and teams that are 0-2 against the spread have covered the spread like two-thirds of the time the last decade. Uh, but I do agree with everything else you said that the Jets, uh, I mean, they just, they're depleted. They don't have any, they don't have enough weapons or pieces. Adam Gase has been a disaster. Um, Sam Darnold, I feel for. And if the Jets are in a situation, I don't know, maybe uh, are you in a position where you believe you, if you have the opportunity that you upgrade for Trevor Lawrence? In next year's draft, I think Sam Darnold is still a good quarterback. He just hasn't had the, the, the ability or the help around him uh, to try to succeed. So, uh, yeah, it, it, I think it's regardless, it'll be an ugly game today. I don't know how much the Colts would buy, but they should, certainly should be able to handle their business. And uh, I feel for your Jets because as bad as things have been for the Vikings, the Jets are always a nice reminder that, that things could always be worse. Ooh, ooh, ooh. One thing that has changed in 10 years, folks, is Luke has not been afraid to get edgier in his comments <laughs> about the Jets. Ooh, that that one stings. Um the Jets lost in week one to the Bills. They faced the 2-0 Rams today, 2-0 versus 2-0. And just like the Miami Heat, Luke, have been annoying in the bubble and stingy and they won't go away and it's guys you haven't heard of, someone whose first name is Bam, someone whose last name is Hero, and it's like just a, a video game or real life, and they're just annoying and they poke and they pesk and they prod. That's going to be this Bills team. On paper, you're going to look at these names and be Josh Allen, mm, Stephon Diggs is good, but you're going to see a lot of names that don't quite correlate with big-time football, but they're going to be in it in a 10-6, and 6, you know, 11-5 type year. And um, for the Rams, um, according to uh, Jared Goff's roommate, Patrick, who's, as I've told you before, is a part of the Ryan Seacrest, on-air with Ryan Seacrest, syndicated around the country, Check out your uh, local iHeartMedia music station for the uh, 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 radio times in your area. This new diet seems to be working, but this is a Bills team that I think is going to be annoying, just like the Heat have been annoying in the bubble and are now one win away from the NBA Finals. 
Yeah, I do agree there. I mean, I think it's, uh, it's certainly a well-coached team. I think Sean McDermott is one of the most underrated coaches in the league. It's one of the best defenses in the league. And the big concern or question was Josh Allen, if he's uh, able to do enough to take him that next step, uh, if he's a good enough playmaker. And with the addition of Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen, I mean, people, are, I think it's a little overhyped, but they're talking about him two weeks in as an MVP this year. He has gotten better throwing the ball downfield. Uh, has been wildly inaccurate years past, but worked hard this offseason. In fact, worked with uh, Stephon Diggs once he came over to Buffalo. They got together this summer. He has been better. Um, so I do think the Bills have the pieces. I still, I still have questions about if they're ready to take that next step come playoff time. But I do think they'll be one of the best teams or have one of the best records in the AFC um, uh, this season. And it could be a fun race between them and the Patriots. And uh, it will be an interesting test against the, the Rams with their offense. The one concern I have for the Bills is that they've played two games that even though they're 2-0 and and a win is a win, two games that I think have been um, – I would say almost too close. You know, they let both teams hang around when they had a chance to put them away. And I don't know if that's so much on Josh Allen and the quarterback. I don't know if it's the defense in the second half uh, letting up a little bit. Uh, I haven't watched every snap. But in both situations, against the Jets, against the, the Dolphins, two teams that aren't very good, the Bills built leads, and yet still, you know, second half, fourth quarter, it's still a ball game that you're you're sweating out a little bit. I'd like to see the Bills go for the jugular, and they'll have to do it against the good Rams team today. You don't want to let them hang around. Uh, because that, that this time it could cost him. I thought you watch every snap of every game on field pass during the week, and that's why you get two hours sleep every day. <laughs> uh, I've fallen behind so far to uh, start the year. Uh, not, not, I, I haven't seen every game, but I'm kidding. I'm still catching up. All right, you've got some work to do, Luke. That's right. And cut down on that sleep from two hours to one hour a night. All right, sounds good. Um, all right, Sunday Night Football. But a great national football conference uh, matchup between the Packers and the Saints in the crowdless Superdome. And I bring that up because I think that may shift this game. I think it becomes a lot easier for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers with the Saints losing that home field advantage. Um, this game, to me, would be a not a blowout, but a pretty sizable win for the Saints if they had their crowd. But I think this is a shootout. I think this game stays close, and I believe it's a toss-up as to who wins something like a 28-24 matchup that'll have you um, scratching and clawing if you're a fan of either of those teams, hoping that you make that one defensive stop that ultimately finishes off the game. Yeah, it pains me to say, but I really like the Packers in this game, and uh, I feel like you know, the Packers are three-point underdogs, and I feel like almost you know, like it's a sucker bet. It seems too good to be true. Uh, you mentioned the home field. That's usually where you get the three points from, but there is no home field advantage. Uh, and the Packers, so that would mean that they're even, uh, you know, they're even teams on a neutral site, and I think the Packers right now, certainly through two weeks, have played like the better team. I think Aaron Rodgers at this point is a better quarterback than Drew Brees. There's some concern right now with Drew Brees after what we've seen through the first two weeks. And there's no Michael Thomas. Uh, Packers don't have Devontae Adams, or at least I, I doubt they'll have Devontae Adams. I don't know if they made an official announcement. And Michael Thomas, uh, I don't expect to play for the Saints. And it sounds crazy to say, but I think when you remove those two guys, not only do I trust Rodgers more, I don't think that's all that crazy, but I also trust the Packers playmakers. Even though it's a guy, you know, Alan Lazard and MBS, whatever his name is, uh, I trust them more than Emmanuel Sanders is still getting acclimated. I mean, watch that game Monday night against uh, against Oakland. Uh, the Saints just 
didn't find a way to replace Michael Thomas. Drew Brees is looking old. And after that game, already, they got on the plane to go fly home. Uh, the Saints did. And uh, they had to hold a two-hour team meeting on the plane before they could leave to sort out some things. So they're already dealing with some issues. How are they going to bounce back this week? We'll find out. But it's a short week. It involves some travel. Green Bay is playing really well right now, scoring over 40 points both games. I like the Packers a lot tonight. Uh, I think they win. I think it will be a good game, but I think, you know, I think they'll win. I, I won't say easily, but I think they do pull away late. Uh, Luke, I'm not familiar with an NFL team in Oakland. Can you clarify? <laughs> Whoops. The uh, Las Vegas Raiders nowadays. <laughs> it's going to take all of us a while uh, to get that one down. I'm still saying San Diego for the Chargers. So Yeah, seriously. Um, you and I are, are in the same boat on that. And finally, what ESPN is calling MVP Monday, Chiefs-Ravens Monday night. For me, this is a complete shootout, 37-34. You flip a coin as to who wins. I can see either team doing it. This is going to be a a fantastic matchup and a fantastic conclusion to somebody's football weekend. Oh, yeah, this should be one of the games of the year. Uh, I do like the Chiefs, certainly from a betting perspective. I mean, you're going to give me Pat Mahomes game. Uh, last I saw, three and a half points. I'll take yep. it. Uh, Lamar Jackson has three losses in the regular season, and two of them are against Kansas City. He's going two against the Chiefs. Uh, it should be a great game. I just trust Mahomes as the better quarterback. And I know there's some there's a theory out there after last week for the Chiefs that they're becoming the new Patriots where they kind of take September, to, especially this year with the pandemic, to take it a little easy, saving their, their best punches, if you will, for the second half of the year, knowing that you know they're going to be a playoff. They'll be just fine. They'll be a top seed in the AFC. So uh, save up those bullets and, and ease some guys in because of this unusual offseason and all these injuries we're seeing. That would be my number one concern with the Chiefs, if in, if in fact that is something that they're thinking or, or, or you know, doing. Uh, but overall, I, I think Kansas City, I would pick Kansas City to win. Uh, I think they do have the better quarterback, and anytime you're going to get Mahomes and points, I'll take it. But it should be a fun game. Um, and uh, certainly uh, one of the games of the year on Monday Night Football should be a lot of fun. I know it sounds weird. I'm concerned about Andy Reid and his play-calling abilities with this shield. It seems like in week two they got a better (laughs) handle over it, but this is a problem. You don't want to have to call a timeout because your shield's fogging up, and there is some humidity in the Northeast uh, right now before a cold front pushes through, so that'll lead the fogging up of shields and we'll see Monday night if they have rectified the problem. I know that they have uh, apparently from what I read using like NHL technology and uh, I don't know how it's this complicated to come up with a good shield but uh, I saw you know Mike Zimmer had one last week for the Vikings these fancy shields that they attach to the hat looks a little better than Andy Reid week one so uh, we'll see if he fares better Monday night. I think it's uh, gentlemen who are wearing glasses I think that is um, the uh, problem here and if you look at both Zimmer and Andy Reid, I believe they both wear glasses, if I'm not mistaken. That's true. That is um, true. And those are the shields that are falling up. Luke, we're getting to the end of our radio program. Oh. I know. Um, I think we both agree that the game of the day is uh, Kansas City, uh, Baltimore. So that's game of the weekend. Yes, I would agree. Uh, uh, sleeper game. My sleeper game is Tampa Bay and Denver. I believe Tampa is going to lose this football game. I don't believe they're ready to go into the mile-high air. Well, Tom Brady is, I think, like 4-7 and seven in playing in Denver. He, he does struggle with that for some reason. Um, 
Uh, Cowboys Seahawks would be a good option, but I will say, um, yeah, you know what? I, I, I'll use my other game for a different pick. Yeah, I'll sleeper game, I'll stick with the Cowboys Seahawks. I think we'll see a lot of points. Uh, the good quarterback battle, two playoff teams, I think that'll be a lot of fun. Okay, uh, your, your, um, uh, your uh, game to watch golf during the final round of the Corrales Punta Cana Resort and Club Championship at 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the NBC Television Network across the country live when Adam Long trying to go for his second PGA Tour win, Hudson Swafford also looking for his second career PGA Tour win. Um, I, you can pick up a, a bunch of games here, but uh, Bengals, Eagles, I have no interest. Sorry. I will spare your Jets. 49ers, Giants. 49ers are missing like half their starters. It's Nick Mullins against Daniel Jones. No Saquon Barkley. Uh, no, you know, no George Kittle. There's no playmakers in this game. No thank you. That game has some juice, Luke. The NFL, the Players Association, MetLife Stadium staff, Giants, Jets, and an independent turf operator all evaluated the field and said it's okay. Second straight week for those guys on that turf, the 49ers. This is a problem. Brand new field turf at MetLife Stadium. If they believe it's sticky, you're going to hear the complaints continue. And I think this field may have to be evaluated every week for a while. Well, we'll see how it goes today. Hopefully, for the Niners' sake, they get out of there a little healthier today than last Sunday. Yeah, all I know is that during uh, the final round of the U.S. Open, I was looking to retweet a highlight, and I kept looking at all these 49er injuries that popped up on my feed, and I'm like, holy moly. Um, uh, My survivor game is the Colts. Um, I'm sorry, the Jets are going to lose by 15 or more points, as I said. That's a lock. That's a Coors Light, Stone... God, what was that old thing? The Stone Cold Lock of the Week or something? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds that sounds familiar. That may have been around ten years ago when the show started. That's right. We've outlasted it. Yes, anyway, your uh survivor game. If you wanna go bold, I agree with you, but to be different and to be bold, uh the Patriots. I think no way the Patriots lose at home to the Las Vegas. Raiders. Did you just say that so that you could uh, have a nice comeback to end the show with the Raiders? That was part of it. I had to. I had to. Yeah, I had to uh, make up for the earlier blunder. Okay. I think the Patriots uh, certainly win. Finally, your player or person to watch today. Oh, you know what? I'm I'm the worst at this. I had some. I was I was thinking about. I had someone in mind this morning, and now they it slipped away. Um, this is the segment you never remember to prep for, <laughs> and yet we've been doing this for ten years. <laughs> you think I would learn by now? This is my this is my kryptonite. Uh, it's the same question that I end every show with. <laughs> yeah, see that's that's a, that's why it's a bad recipe for me. My kryptonite. I have to deal with it every show. It's no good. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Now I'm just trying to remember who it was. I can't believe I can't. I can't remember who it was. Um, Would it be helpful if I gave mine to give you a second here to uh, remember it? Sure. Yeah. Let's do that. All right. Mine is the entire Falcons team. You have your first player in the NFL test positive for COVID nineteen. Contact tracing and additional tests yielded no positives. In the back of the head, the Falcons, who are already zero and two. Uh, does this play a part, and do they come out uh, not focused, uh, worrying about their health and their family's health? 
Yeah, you know, it's amazing. That's always Atlanta. Uh, that was the issue in baseball, in basketball, and now football is the first, you know, positive test. Something about that city. Uh, you just can't avoid going, you know, who knows what they're doing. Um, I was, I'm going to say, I'm going to talk as always. I'll say Drew Brees because of what we've seen. They had a team meeting, all that sort of stuff. Now you're going up against Aaron Rodgers on Sunday Night Football. And if Aaron Rodgers outplays you, like in a big way, even though he's younger, even though I think he's better at this point in his career, you know, will continue, not only amplify the talks about Drew Brees and the concern for the New Orleans Saints quarterback. All right. That's it. That's our show for today. All right. Uh, we, we ring in our 11th year with uh, some classics, including Luke forgetting to prep for the last segment. Some things never change. Well, you know, I figured, why do anything different for the 10-year anniversary? Yes, exactly. If the Jets are going to be equally as inept 10 years in, I give you permission to forget about the last segment. Uh, Luke... Happy anniversary, and thank you for uh, joining us today on this wonderful radio program. My pleasure, likewise. And enjoy your football Sunday, everybody, and Monday for that matter.